This drink, I like it. I know, it's great, right? Another! What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another new episode of Film on Tap, where we've got the tap that never runs out. As always, I am joined by my wonderful co-hosts, Nancy and Andres, and we've got some fun topics to talk about this week, so we're just going to dive right in. The first topic we're talking about is probably the biggest piece of news that has come out of Hollywood in quite some time, I would say, and it was that Ryan Reynolds recently announced this past week that not only is Deadpool 3 actively happening, but Hugh Jackman is going to be returning as Wolverine. That's right. Hugh Jackman is going to be donning the adamantium claws once more as Wolverine in Deadpool 3, which is slated to hit theaters in 2024. So this is obviously huge news. I think that a lot of people weren't exactly expecting this, especially after Logan, which felt like a definitive closure for the Logan character. So what do we think about this, guys? We'll start with Nancy. How do we feel about Wolverine joining Deadpool 3? I just like to know. I love how you said claws. Your accent came out. I was like, claws. thank you, claws. The claws, claws. claws. He's, he's, he's uh, got some claws. Right, I'm from New York. All right, I got an accent. All right, sorry. Yeah, go get some <laughs> pizza. Yeah, go get some pizza. Walk your dog. Drink some coffee. Okay. Ooh, perfect. You hit all the points. All I think, the I, I, think I got all the New York are... words right. Okay. Yeah, no, it's New York. Uh, <laughs> no, that's not it. It's New York. Uh, <laughs> there you go. There it is. You hear the difference. There's a huge difference. Um, but yes, uh, I'm excited, question mark. Um, okay. Well, I think Eric put it perfectly on Twitter uh, when he was talking about uh, Hugh Jackman coming back. It feels like probably the reason I didn't like Toy Story 4 as much is because once we had Toy Story 3, it felt like a very definitive end. I already had to say my tearful goodbyes. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, just kidding, we're back. So I think for me, that's why I'm apprehensive. I had such a closure on Wolverine as the character and we, and Hugh Jackman specifically of we're done. You know, we've got the, the very emotional goodbye for him. And then it's like, oh, just kidding. He's back now. Of course, I, I love him as Wolverine. I, I can't imagine anyone else playing Wolverine. I think he's the perfect person to play it. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. I have mixed feelings. I think I, I'm going to love it. But at the same time, it's kind of like, well, then where do we go from here? Is it going to be in more? Is it going to just be a quick clip of him in there? Is it going to be a one and done situation? I think that is going to determine how I move forward in terms of uh, being excited about Wolverine coming back. He's like, I don't want to say goodbye to him again. He's like, I already did that. But put me through all those emotions. I was, That's fair. The, the, That's fair. Emotional one time. That's all you get from me. That's all you get. You get one tier. Yeah. <laughs> you get one tier. You don't get more tier. One tier per franchise. That's it. One one tier per send off. Gotcha. <laughs> How about you, Andres? Where are you? Well, all I'll say is, guys, what did you expect was going to happen when your, your freaking phase four, phase five, and phase six is called the multiverse saga, all right? Nothing is out of bounds by this point. Oh, it's not a problem when it's in little bits and pieces in Doctor Strange. No, this is just the tip of the iceberg, and it's going to keep continuing. We're going to get characters back that have died previously. I'm, ta- I'm looking at you, Robert Downey. You're coming back. I know you're coming back at some point, whether we want it to or not. Now, as opposed to if you're going to bring back a character and put him alongside Ryan Reynolds in a freaking Deadpool movie, 
Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds together as Wolverine and Deadpool? Fucking sign me up. Yes! Oh, my God. I, I, I absolutely love this news. Okay? Good morning. For me, okay. per, for me, for me <laughs> my personally. My ears didn't need that. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, no. No, your ears are going to need and this one. <laughs> now I am deaf. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I'll just wrap it up. But but here's the thing. I, I don't get all the people that are just basically just going like, oh, well, you know, it's, it, it's going to cheapen uh, Logan's finale. By the way, Logan happens in 2029. This movie could still technically happen in this world. And then also on top of that, it's freaking Deadpool. You don't think Deadpool is going to call out that in the movie as well? You don't think Deadpool is going to be like, listen, I know that we said goodbye, but if there was one chance we could get him back, wouldn't you want that back? I mean, I know we said goodbye, but, you know, you guys have always wanted to see Deadpool and Wolverine on screen together. And... Frankly, for well, me, that was. I feel like that's almost why you don't have to go the multiverse route in terms of like he's dead and he's back because of the timeline. It would mm-hmm. all kind of work itself out, anyways. So, mm-hmm. I f- I feel like, right? Like you wouldn't really need multiverse. We're using as an adverb now. You wouldn't need to multiverse <laughs> it. Uh, I think because <laughs> of the timeline works out. Yeah, I mean, for for me, everyone wants to talk about how, like, you know, we said goodbye to, to Logan and stuff like that. It's like, it's what whatever, who gives a shit? Because, like, by this point in time, Marvel's going to do whatever the hell that they want. But at least for me, this is something where it is, it might break canon. But if you're going to break canon, I mean, sign me up for a freaking Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman movie together in this. I mean... Y- Say what you will. The chemistry between them right now off screen on social media is dynamite. So if you're going to put that in the movie for two hours, I'm I'm all set. I'm good. You, you, you can give me that. I will be there opening weekend. Also, I love the fact that this movie is coming out on my birthday in 2024. Uh, that's why he's excited. Boom. That's why he's excited. It's a birthday okay. gift to me, now guys. It all they makes are sense. talking to all you freaks. But, They're talking to but, me. Okay. Listen, listen, though, as mm. we have seen, I wouldn't get too excited about it actually coming out on your birthday because who knows? Mm-hmm. What will happen? And make it pushed back mm-hmm. ten more times for all we know. That would be so hilarious be if it got pushed back or pushed <laughs> or pushed like forward. move move or moved up to like one of our birthdays instead. But here's the it's thing. It's coming is out on my Deadpool, birthday, psych. It's coming yeah. out on Tom's birthday. Yeah. <laughs> see, see, but here's the thing is that Deadpool movies have been so cheap to produce that they've always hit their release dates. Every yeah, single one this of one's them. different. Ha- we got Wolverine. I mean, there's probably gonna be a lot of special effects. I mean, I don't know. There might be reshoots because they're going to be laughing the entire time. They're going to have to do so many retakes. I don't know, man. It could get pushed. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, it's never, it's it never gotten pushed. pushed before. And might mm. be for your birthday. <laughs> All right. When did Wait. the first two come out? What years? Uh, two thousand February fourteenth, two thousand sixteen, because it was Valentine's okay. Day, All right. and then okay. it came out in uh, much, June of twenty eighteen. Okay, so pre-pandemic was is my point. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like all all bets are off post-pandemic. I mean, not that we're like completely out of it, but you know what I mean. 
You know, I feel yeah. like in terms of movies coming out when they're supposed to, I just feel like now it's such a shit show and like no one ever knows what the fuck's going to happen. So, yeah, I love I love I love that we're making a case for for like, hey, it might not come out on your birthday. Just we're let just, me have just this, wanna, guys. We just want to fuck with just you. Just let right? me have this. This is I'm us just having general, fun with you. All right. Look, like, if you could obliterate our eardrums, we can fuck with you a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> All right. That's, that's call it a soft revenge. That's a fair trade off. Right? I think but that's I a pretty mean in fair general, trade off. Right, I try right, not right. to get excited in general with movies now because I feel like that always happens. Like, it always gets I mean, back Top Gun broke my heart or, like countless times. Yeah. Oh, like, gosh, every time yeah. it got but, pushed back, my heart broke more and more. Yeah. But when you finally got it, how delicious of a meal was that? It still didn't take yeah. away the heartbreak, you know? It was a good meal, mm-hmm. but like, people don't forget. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, people don't forget. Yeah. My heart didn't forget. Tell you that all right. Much. So how about so, all right, so how about so how about, so how about you knows. tell us what so how about you tell us what your opinion is on this whole thing? <laughs> oh, way to get it back on the rails. Look at you. Look at you. You slide devil. Uh, I mean, I'm ambivalent about this. I feel very like torn because on one hand, I'm super excited about the prospect of them being in a movie together. I think those characters work together. I think they have an amazing chemistry just in terms of just those two actors, them going back and forth or like fun little rivalry on social media is one of the best <laughs> things in the world. It's always gold. Um, and just seeing them on screen together for a couple hours, it has to be great. And I also know that Hugh Jackman, I mean, obviously he was probably offered a ton of money to come back. Let's be honest. But, well, um, yeah, I also know that he's really good friends with Ryan Reynolds, and this is something Ryan Reynolds has wanted for so long, is for Deadpool and Wolverine to be in a movie together. So this is kind of him like making that dream come true. But I honestly think that this could be a really fun time. And they even addressed it. They had a follow-up video like the next day where they addressed everyone's like question of like, you know, um, well, you know, if Logan's dead, like how is he going to come back? And they're like, well, he died in 2029. We're not going to undo that. We're going to do our own thing. And it's probably going to take place before 2029 you know logan probably had tons of adventures before he got to that point where he was old grizzled logan so like this could be just one of those adventures and i hope it's just kind of like a one-off thing because let's face it hugh jackman's getting up there in age he can't get ripped all the time i mean it's probably destroying his body um so i think he's got one more in him but I think given the the pedigree involved with Ryan Reynolds, and I love the fact that Sean Levy's directing this one, I think him and Ryan Reynolds are a really good pair. Um, I think this could be really special, and I'm very excited about it. It's just I hold Logan in such high regard, and I love that send-off for that character. I just don't want it to feel tainted in any sort of way, where I walk away from this Deadpool 3, and I think, that's why we brought Hugh Jackman back. Like That's what we did. We had Logan, and then this is what we have. That's just what I don't want to feel. But I'm hoping that everyone involved knows those expectations knows how much people love logan and they don't want to destroy that legacy so i'm i'm cautiously optimistic i'm really excited but cautiously optimistic about that but shifting gears to something a little bit darker uh it was also announced lately that actor bill skarsgård is currently attached to play nosferatu for director is it robert eggers i think yeah he's he's directing it who's Mm -hmm. coming fresh off of uh the northman which you know uh did really well on like uh like video on demand i think where it actually like made back its budget like on yeah. video on demand so it was a, it was a, it really gained a following once it hit video on demand which i'm really happy about because i love that movie um and also lily rose depp is uh in talks to replace anya taylor joy who was originally going to be in the movie um so yeah what do we think about this this casting choice what do we think about this movie in general uh let's start with andres on this one how, how you feeling about this one 
Well, Bill Sarsgaard as... Um, oh, you said Sarsgaard. <laughs> I know, I said Sarsgaard. Uh, and we yeah. practiced beforehand. <laughs> I know. Well, having... In there. Having Pennywise, having Pennywise, how's that? <laughs> um, yeah, ha- having Bill attach this as the um, as the monster is really interesting in terms of what he's able to do with his body physically, and even watching uh-huh. him and um, him in uh, it, and then also watching him uh, in Castle Rock as well too. So you know that he's very physical in terms of his portrayals and that's something that you're going to need for the character in Nosferatu and I think with Edgar's directing you're going to get something that is going to be freaky, scary, and stylish so I am super on board with this with, with this um, bit of uh, bit of potential casting if you will um, The to be honest Lily Rose I, I, I kind of feel indifferent to it I'm like yeah, I think she'll. I think she'll do an okay job. I think she'll do an okay job. I don't have too many movies to really base anything off of, but if anything, yeah, I, I, I think, I think what what Robert Eggers could do for Lily Rose Depp is the same thing that he did for Anna Taylor Joy, because Anna Taylor Joy's big thing that people noticed her for was for The Witch. And she was a relatively unknown actress at the time. And Lily Rose Depp, even though she is, even though she's been around for a little bit, she hasn't had that role that people go, holy crap, did you see that movie? Like, and I think Robert Eggers could do potentially the same thing. Now, with Anna Taylor Joy not being a part of this, it kind of tells me, man, Furiosa must be taking so long and going so over budget. And I'm just like, uh, I-, I hope that movie comes out well. But that's my ultimate opinion on Nosferatu. I'm really excited for it. Okay. All right. Nancy, where do you fall? Yeah, with Bill Skarsgård, I feel like. I almost feel bad now because every time I see his like face outside of makeup, I'm like, mm, yeah, you have a creepy face now. Like I'm just always gonna think of it Pennywise now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not great. Yeah, sorry. I mean, even in a um, barbarian, that was so like, horrible. I was like, mm, Jesus, no, 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 no but, put the makeup but, back on. Put it, put it back on. But, <laughs> but in bar- barbarian, I feel like I was like. Mm, Nope, I don't trust that face. Don't nope, trust nope, that face. Nope, I don't face. like you. Nope, no, but, no, nope. You're yeah. a freak. You're a freak. Which, which, like, which I feel was happen. very... Which I feel was very intentional in Barbarian. Like, there oh, had yeah. to be something off about 100%. him. Yeah. yeah, 100%. Well, and the fact that they, in Pennywise, they don't do anything to his face. That creepy smile is just him. It's just him. Making a creepy smile. Yep. Um, and, and I think I, I saw in an interview or something, he said it was uh, one he would do to freak out his brother when oh, they were yeah. growing up, uh, <laughs> that he would intentionally do that. So he had that on lock his whole life. He was he was training to be Pennywise. Um, so I feel like bringing someone like that in for this, for such an iconic role, is really smart. And I, I haven't seen anything yet that I don't like him in, so I'm pretty excited for it. Um, I will say I haven't seen any of the original, like, very old movies on this. Mm-hmm. So I, Neither have I. I, I definitely want to go and watch those first. I can't imagine it's going to, like, impact the new movie or how I... I'm viewing it when no. I'm watching it, but it'd just be nice to go and, you know, see those first and kind of have a background of, in that. 
Yeah, it's it's a silent film, but it it's, it sort of shows you what horror movies was back in the back in the early 1500s and stuff like that. So, I mean, 1500s, 1915. All right, all right, listen, 1500s. guys, 1500s. Jesus oh, Christ, whoa. the 15s, the 1915s. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, or it might be even earlier just than like that. Drawings on paper, like yeah, <laughs> just a big flipbook. But but it's interesting Here's when you see movies film. like that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just like drawings on a wall. The people are just waiting for like the third act climax and he's drawing it. <laughs> Hold on, it's going to be this great. Hold on. You're not going to believe this. <laughs> that, now listen, those are the caveman days. Can you imagine what the cavemen used to do way back when in the day? No, I wasn't there. Light fires. I know. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a, I for, there was something I was going to say after that. You, I totally forgot. Yeah, it's Anyways. over. Yeah, mm. we're done. Yeah. I just feel bad for Bill's scar scar that he has to keep playing creepy roles. I mean, he's kind of like in my mind, he's like the new Willem Dafoe, where like he's taken yeah. he's taken on all these kind of creepy characters, super good at it, and he's just a really likable guy, especially when he's like, you know, playing a normal role like in Barbarian where he can do that too. Like he's very versatile. But as soon as I heard his name and Nosferatu in the same sentence, I was like, Oh yeah. No, it's totally. yeah. <laughs> like yeah. they're just like, oh yeah, I can I can see it. I can see him in the makeup. I can see him doing like the little like that pose thing where he's like, you know, like that whole thing, and just like yeah. it working. Yeah, exactly. I could totally see it working, so I have no problems with that. I think he'll be fantastic. And then the fact that Robert Eggers is directing it, I think, is a perfect choice because he already has like the visual aesthetic and style that is perfect for like a kind of gothic esque horror movie like that, where like it'll totally work. I'm, I'm sure he'll shoot it in black and white because it's Robert Eggers. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but uh, Lily Rose Depp, kind of like an untested talent for me, really. I don't, I haven't really seen much of her. I, th- is she, I think she's going to be in that new HBO show that's getting like a lot of buzz. That like the Idol show with like her and the the Weekend. Um, it's kind of like the new show from the creator of Euphoria. I oh, I haven't heard about that at all. Yeah. All right, I'm or on me. an island. Um, <laughs> but I think she's in that show, so that might be her like big jumping off off point and then by the time Nosferatu comes out people will like know who she is um, but yeah I'm more so on board for Skarsgård and Eggers than I am for Lily Rose Depp I feel indifferent toward her but we'll you know we'll see what happens but you know just speaking of horror films this was a very fun spooky weekend for movie fans you know we're we are in spooky season yes Nancy I know you hate when I say spooky season but that phrase is being used everywhere so it's not just me all right so deal with it we are in spooky season and we have kicked it off with a really fun weekend of movies so there was hocus pocus 2 which released on disney plus and there was also smile which did really well this weekend at the box office so we're going to talk about the highly anticipated sequel that so many people including myself have been waiting years for hoping that it would be good hoping that it would just happen and that is hocus pocus 2 let's talk about the sequel We'll talk about generally our thoughts, and we'll d- dive into some more spoilery territory. But generally, let's start with Nancy. What did you think of Hocus Pocus 2? And do you have any fun, fond thoughts about the original film? Um, I thought it was a solidly good movie. I don't think... It, for me, it was a movie that more had uh, good moments and funny moments rather than uh, a very cohesive movie. The first one I grew up watching... I watch every year on Halloween. Uh, I absolutely love it. It has some very iconic lines. Um, what I liked and disliked about the sequel is that it had a lot of the same humor, a lot of the same funny moments. But what I I don't like 
in sequels, especially ones that come out so much later than the original, is when they go back to those original jokes. Um, I, I like little hints of the original, but I just don't like full-on repeats of jokes that were uh, we have, we've already seen, we've already heard. I don't know, for whatever reason, in sequels, that just bugs me. It's like, we can move on from that. Just give a little hint. You don't need to do a, an exact copy of it. Um, so yeah, I think overall I liked it, but again, better moments rather than just a very good uh, across-the-board cohesive movie. Okay. Andres, where are you on Hocus Pocus 2? Uh, every time the idea of a sequel would be brought up for this, I was just kind of like, okay, well, you know, you're going to tarnish the name of the original and stuff like that. Whereas with this, when we finally got it, I was pleasantly surprised by a lot of the humorous moments in the movie. And I kind of felt like they actually had something a little different to offer than the previous round. Like, you know, certainly they did copy a lot of jokes and they did sort of remind us of certain things, but I think what worked well about this movie was seeing the witches out of time again and even further down the line, almost 20 or 30 years later, that also pays off quite a bit, and I think that's where you're going with with the whole, like, you know, there are fun moments here and there, Nancy. Mm -hmm. But for me, I personally enjoyed a lot of the stuff that they brought up. Like, I will say, we'll get more into spoilers later on, but having very low expectations for this i walked out i mean well i turned it off uh as soon as it was done i, was I like, walked, I walked out, out of this out of, one you closed your laptop yeah. i walked out of this one you just walked out of your oh, yeah. like room theater i walked okay. out of my room in this one and like really <laughs> yeah but but i think but i think overall i really 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 enjoyed this one i had a really fun time with it does it hold a candle to the original not necessarily, but it's a fun sequel. And I've seen so many sequels drop the ball, you know, years later. And we go, well, why does this exist type of thing? And I think this movie actually does is more entertaining than a lot of the bunches that we've gotten from Disney Plus lately. And I think there's something that should be applauded for with this film. So I really enjoyed the hell out of it. And I had a ton of fun. If, if someone was to be like, yeah, let's do a double feature of Hocus Pocus 1 and 2 during Halloween... Yeah, absolutely. No, like, absolutely. I would si sign me up for that double feature any day of the week. Yeah, uh, I'm definitely more so in Andres's camp with this one. I went in with very maybe just like in terms of going in with low expectations where I was so pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed the movie. Like I've seen it twice now um, and I think even it was even like better on the second viewing, too, because I did like a double feature. Like we had like a little fun hocus pocus premiere party at my house where we, you know, <laughs> we decked out the house in cool decorations and made all these hocus pocus food and cocktails and stuff like that and we watched like the first movie and then we went right into the second movie and they flow together beautifully um and it's a great double feature so if you know i kind of did a dry run of that for you andre so i can tell you it's a solid double feature um mm. but i really found it to be a really fun sequel that i think captured a lot of the charm of the original for me i think it was just different enough where it didn't feel like just copy and paste with you know different characters i think the sanderson sisters didn't they didn't like lose a step like they looked like they were just having so much fun and that made me so happy because you know when you have these sequels that come out years and years after the original movie or the previous one sometimes you can tell the actors just don't want to be there that they're, they're there for a paycheck and that they're just kind of over it but you could tell they or were that. relishing every second of it 
Or that they lose the character. I will yeah, say that or they like forget really what the yeah. character is. Yeah, that yeah. totally happens. It, it felt very much like they remembered exactly what their characters were. It didn't yeah. feel like we were watching them acting as their characters. Uh, so yeah. I will say that is one, one thing I really liked and would give props to the movie is that they did a great job of just jumping right back into it. Yeah, so good. Like them, Billy yeah. Butcherson, like Doug Jones, <laughs> you know, Bette Midler, Kathy Najani, Sarah Jessica Parker, they all crushed it. Like they were having so much fun and like it was Najimi. so infectious. Najimi, Najani? I don't know. Yeah, you, you, probably, you probably know better than I do. I don't know. Najimi. Yeah. Najimi. That Najimi. sounds better. Yeah. Whatever. I, I gave it a shot. It definitely right. sounds better. That's I took sure. a swing. I took a swing. You know what? Um, you said it with such confidence, you know? You know, something, you gotta, you gotta go lean into it. it. You gotta lean into yeah. it. But, um... But yeah, I I had a lot of fun. I think the, I thought some of the new characters were fun. I really liked uh, Tony Hale and uh, Sam Richardson, I think is his name. I thought they, they were fun new additions and they had some good humor in the movie. And there were some jokes that like I, I like that. It kind of brought back some of that Disney edge from the 90s that I liked where it like it did feel a little bit more safe Disney, the sequel, than it did like old school Disney where like the jokes aren't as kind of like edgy as like the original ones. Like there's some jokes in the original movie, like and things that are definitely not Disney. Let's put it that way. But uh, there were at least it had some of those moments in this one. And I liked, I think, most of all, the emotional element of this one that I was not expecting that, especially after watching the first movie, it actually really is kind of followed through in the second one where it doesn't feel random and out of nowhere or like it actually does make sense. And it like feels earned. Um, so we, we could talk about spoilers now. So obviously, if you haven't seen Hocus Pocus 2, you want to tune out of this one because we're going to get into some heavy spoilers here. But, you know, um, like what were some of your, your favorite bits or what, what were some things that like really stood out to you for things like you really liked? So we'll, we'll start with Audrey's in this one. Like, what were some of your favorite bits of the movie? You know, honestly, I will say my favorite scene out of the entire movie has to be. The scene that I've seen get kind of dissed online is the Walgreens sequence. I thought oh, I that, like that was scene. a lot of... I thought that I was like super fun. Yeah, yeah, I like it. was super fun. Yeah, well, I, also, I, what I love... Yeah. Sorry, no, I know this is your... See, we're just too excited. No, 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 no you're fine. <laughs> focus, focus, let's go! What, one of the things <laughs> that I always remembered as a kid is that... I, I, I think I've talked about it on the show before, is how in the trailer they had a scene that she was in a store... And it got completely cut out from the movie, and that's just something I always remembered. And so I almost, I almost felt like they purposely did it, where it's like, "Hey guys, here's the scene we all know you talk about that's in the trailer that never got to the movie, and they finally get like, here's your, here's your store scene." So I thought that was a cute little yeah. nod to like the first one, or just like, "Here you go, it's finally in there." Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, and and the thing is that it works together in story and in terms of just showing how out of place these all these characters are to mm-hmm. where they can actually seem like, oh, you know what? You would actually buy why they would all feel young in this place. And it's kind of hilarious when when they all start taking all the makeups and start drinking them. And my favorite thing is when they take the face mask and, oh, then, and then they're like, look, hilarious. the face of a newborn. Oh, that got such but, a huge laugh. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no. But, but the one thing I applaud. The one thing I applaud everybody for in terms of the execution of the scene was with the selfie when they're like, hey, can we take a photo? And then when they take the photo and it's got the filters to make them look young, I was like, oh, that's that's genius. That's genius to how they would how they would still believe that. Oh, drinking all that shit makes you look young. And I was like, "Okay." All right, that's clever. I do like that. So yeah, that, <laughs> or like when that they was... look in the mirror and they see all their faces distorted, oh, that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I don't oh, know. Yeah. I, I love that it got so much hate. I thought it was funny. Yeah, 
Mm. I, I, and I, I, like you said, I just, I love that it just fits into the story so well. It's like this makes it believable that mm-hmm. they're being tricked again because they even mm-hmm. say like, "Mm, not gonna trick us again," and then they do immediately. Afterwards. I will say though so. something about that scene that bothered me. It didn't bother me the first time because I hadn't rewatched the original one. But in the original movie, the Sanderson sisters are well aware that like salt repels their magic, and then in the second one, when they pour salt around them, they're like bewildered that like their magic doesn't work against them. So I was like, did they? just like conveniently forget that <laughs> yeah like, well, we were talking well, about this and there's a comment yeah. that i i forget who says it it's, uh, it's essentially implied that the salt works because she is a witch but i was like mm. no in the original they one, did the salt thing yeah yeah they did the it, salt it, thing that doesn't make yeah. sense yeah in, in the original they get the salt but it doesn't feel like it has as much of a as much an effect on them as it does in this sequel and i think it's purely mm-hmm. because of the fact that it's being used by a witch as well and i think that was the x factor from the last movie into this movie is that in the last movie it, it almost just kind of felt like it was a barrier that the that the witches couldn't even cross upon whereas in this one it sort of feels like because of the fact that you have another witch using that, it, it, it feels like it's gotten a little more of an upgrade, if that makes any sense. And it, it may be a little... I, I can see how it would sort of be a little jarring going from the first one into the sequel, but I was willing to buy that for, for this one. And also with the rise of the tech and the rise of just some visual effects that you didn't have way back when, the 90s, who knows if this was how it was actually supposed to look, but I bought it. I, I still bought it. It, it was just a fun nitpick. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> like, it didn't really bother me or take me out of it. I was just like, that's interesting. Um, but, 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 I, but I love the fact that, that when they, that when they use the salts in the, uh, in the Walgreens, that's actually bath salts. <laughs> and oh, I'm is like, it? oh, okay. That's yeah, like it's bath salts. Salt. Well, that's yeah. why I thought maybe they didn't know what that was because it didn't look like typical salt. I don't know. Yeah. But I do have to applaud the movie for actually not just, like, having Roombas in it just for a joke, that the Roombas (laughs) actually had, like, a purpose in in the plot in terms of, like, it freed them from that salt circle at the end of the movie. I was like, wow, you even made the Roomba have a purpose. I was like, good for you. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, not only with even having the Roombas, but also giving book a little more character in this one. Yeah, like right. I cool. actually yeah. really dug that too. And, yeah. and and the look of book in, in this one, I thought was a little more gnarly yeah, than it was in the yeah. original. Yeah. Like they actually looked like it was bound in flesh, like the freaking Necronomicon. <laughs> I'm going to pretend like I know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. We don't know we don't, what that is. We, we don't have any evil, the evil dead book. Oh, that I don't remember the name. I saw that movie like one time when I was a little kid. <laughs> Watch it again. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh I'm God. sorry that I've, I've, I've like I've broken your heart. Okay. <laughs> chat, I just remember there chat, was a book. Let, chat, let us know if you know what Necronomicon is. All right. Chat. There you go. That's a dumb name for you a book. Comments. <laughs> comments. Whatever. I've been saying chat during all these streams. <laughs> I will be talking to them as if it's live in the chat. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's what I was like. Do we have a live chat? I was now? like, "Are we live?" Okay. Live comments. Now? All right. In the oh, comments, no. let us know if you know where the Necronomicon is, and show us how on his island Tom is. So thank you very I, much, guys. I, I well, I'm I, okay. That's just hurtful. Yeah, that's wow. my, that's my new rap, rap record, you prick. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> I see how it is. But anyway, <laughs> the book was cooler in this movie. <laughs> Anyways. Yes. 
Yeah. Long story short. Yes. Long story short, cooler. the book looked better. Uh, <laughs> I kind of liked all the, uh, there was surprising, like, some jump scares I was not expecting. When oh, they yeah, first, there were a couple good ones. Yeah, oh, yeah. when, when they first reappear and then uh, the girl oh, is like, I love the way they did that. And drop, bah, for you. No. I was like, oh, shit. I mean, yeah, just yeah, like, good. I have to say, like, I definitely think this was way better directed than the first movie was. Like, there's actually some, like, cool, artful direction. Like, like, when the Sanderson mm-hmm. sisters first appear, like you just said, like, the lightning effects and seeing their shadows and everything, I got, like, chills. I was like, that's how you fucking bring them back. Like, that's yeah. awesome. I love that because oh, it was yeah. really cool and really. Really yes. well done. I was like, that's great. And then I really felt like they had some sharper humor this time around where like, where they're like saying, oh yeah, you don't have to eat the souls of children anymore. And then Mary just goes, thank you for the time hack. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and then, or oh. like, uh, she's like potions. Yeah. Or no, she's like, lotions like potions yeah exactly like, yeah. when sarah's like what's well, like so i don't have to lure children to their death anymore that was my only purpose alas <laughs> <laughs> i was like all right i'm liking this i'm digging this mm. but uh like what were some of like like did you like the new characters in it like the trio of girls that are like the new kind of trio I of witches here the only one i didn't like was the boyfriend what was his name mike i think it was you're talking about the village idiot? <laughs> oh, I kind of yeah. liked him. <laughs> I did, I, it just felt like such a throwaway character. I thought he would have like a bigger role towards the end or like something. Mm. I don't know. It just felt very... He had funny lines, but just ov- overall, I just... I, yeah, I, don't I know. made I an like, inference. Is that a spell? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what your purpose or- here is. Well, or like, like you didn't know you were making fun of that them. Was like, you cannot, I love that was hilarious. I that. Like, I've got so hell? many people to apologize to. <laughs> yeah, but, but that was hilarious because he, because yeah. he, tru- you truly yeah. got that he was that he was that clueless, and he's like, no, you guys, like, you guys do spells and all this stuff. Of course, I call you witches, and it's like, oh man, but but it's one of those yeah. things where it kind of just kind of goes wish- towards. Yeah, I think he. I think I just wish he would have like had some sort of purpose at the end, like he helped them or like I don't know something yeah, I get other that. than just yeah. other yeah. than just being there for chuckles. So yeah, I I agree with that. Yeah, but um, I did like yeah. the I I did really like the the three of them. Um, I like that it's kind of carrying on the torch with the three Sanderson sisters, but in like a good way and not mm-hmm. like the they're going to go Sanderson do. Yeah. The good Sanderson sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the actresses that played the younger versions of them, I think they did a really good job. That is one of my qualms. Oh, yeah. oh I love that opening I, scene. We kind of, I, Andres, I know we got to talk about this with mm-hmm. Eric, but, uh, I'm on the same page with Eric. Is like I don't particularly enjoy when they have younger actresses uh, playing a younger version of someone, and they're essentially just doing a copy of the adult version of them. It just seems very, I don't know. It almost seems like they're doing a play, or like it just doesn't quite fit with me. It's like no, you're children. You're not going to be acting like adults when you're that young. Um, so that for me didn't really click. But I still thought that they did a really good job with what they were directed to do so oh yeah the, the little girl played winnie she understood she the assignment was, she was so good <laughs> <laughs> she was like real good <laughs> see but that's what i didn't like with like mary she was doing that face the whole time and was like mary doesn't do the face of the whole time and also like mm-hmm. I, I don't know that I just don't know. those little things like know. that just yeah but, just but i me. but but for me i think the opening scene really kind of does 
sort of connect in a way to um, to uh, to the cast in present day because that opening scene shows you Winnie's sixteenth birthday, and then the characters that are we're following with now is a character who is celebrating her 16th birthday as well. And that's usually when you get your powers as a witch. So I kind of felt that there was a bookend between that, but all the other stuff where it was, you know, I think we need to be introduced to Tony Hale in the very beginning and we needed all that stuff there, but I don't think we frankly needed, Oh my God. What's her name from, um, from Ted Lasso. Oh, I uh, loved her. Oh, I loved like, her. like, like, oh like she, yeah, like, I really she was liked great. her yeah. aesthetically. I liked her, but I I agree where it didn't quite fit in. Yeah, it, it didn't quite fit in. But also, I just love the fact that when she comes across the Sanderson sisters, the first thing she does is take um is take Sarah. I forget what's her name. Uh, oh my god. Blonde one, I keep forgetting. Sarah. Sarah, yeah, yeah, yeah. She takes Sarah and she's like, drink, and like trying to kill her. I'm like, holy crap, that's probably what would happen if you came across a witch yep. way back when in the day. I mean, in this universe, at least. So, like, it didn't feel like it was like a betrayal where it was like, oh, you know, there's something special about you guys. It was more just like, it was more just like they actually defended her and they actually tried to do something and they were like, oh, well there is something important about having a coven and having people that yeah, love each the other whole and stuff. sisterhood thing yeah. like, kind of sets that up and also i just feel like it's more compelling than just say them discovering the book in like the forbidden forest like i feel like that would be kind of lame like it, it made sense having someone who kind of like introduces them to witchcraft and tries to kind of get them on their merry way like i thought that was more interesting personally because i felt like the, the alternative would be them just like finding the book and that's just kind of lame yeah absolutely Oh, and I forgot my favorite part of the whole movie. Yes. <laughs> um, which is, it's not even like a plot point in the movie, but when they show a clip with Gary and Penny Marshall in it, I just melted. Because <laughs> I, I, I absolutely love Gary and Penny Marshall. I love all their movies. I just love that they were in the original. And with, with such a weird role that they're married in the original is... It's something I always make fun of. It's just mm-hmm. such a weird thing to put in there. So I really like that they showed a clip of it in the movie. I thought that, that was, was nice. Really, it was a sweet, like, little callback. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm definitely curious, though. Like, uh, like I think I commented on it before where I, I found the movie to be surprisingly emotional, especially, like, in the last act of the movie where, you know, Winifred cast that, you know, uh, that magic spell that, erases her sisters you know from existence in order for her to become this all-powerful witch and you know she doesn't realize the cost of that spell and you get this really emotional scene where like she doesn't care about being the most powerful witch anymore she just wants to be with her sisters and she misses them and like loves them and you know doesn't want to do anything without them and it's like really potent and it's like really well done and bet miller is fantastic in the scene and then the fact that she you know has you know uh our new character cast that spell where like she doesn't get them back she just kind of goes to them and i thought that was really touching too but like did you guys feel similarly or did you think it was too cheesy I think I was conflicted on it. Not because it was too cheesy. I just kind of felt lost of like, wait, hold on. Am I supposed to be... I find myself now cheering for the Sanderson sisters where it's like, but a second ago I wasn't. And so it just kind of got a little clunky for me in that sense. And also if they had just let her do that to begin with, they probably would have figured that out instead of trying to stop them. So that is a whole other thing as well. Um, 
but taking away that and just being within that moment itself uh yeah i found myself getting emotional and kind of taking it beyond the movie itself it felt like a goodbye to these characters uh and the actresses because they're getting older they're probably not going to come back for another movie i don't think they should come back for another movie um and so to me this was like a well i don't think they should i think it's i think this is a good send-off and i think you know at the end of the day whether it sounds mean or not they are getting older and it's hard to like keep doing movies and i've heard bet midler in uh in interviews and stuff and i can tell her voice is starting to go a little bit you know when you sing for that long when you have been acting that long that's just what happens and i feel like you know beyond the movie itself that's why i got emotional just like oh we're probably not going to see them in these characters anymore and this is like their way of sending them off and so being in that just being within the moment not thinking about the other things of why it doesn't quite work um i started getting a little bit emotional i thought it was a really sweet scene and i i think i think it was worth it regardless of if you are kind of sitting there being like wait hold on i'm cheering for the witches now that's probably not what how the, you know that's not how this was going or mm -hmm. th i thought it was gonna go mm -hmm. so yeah i thought it was a really sweet scene okay how about you andres yeah. i i absolutely agree with you nancy um but uh, however i do think that everything about the finale i think for me comes together in such a beautiful way as well where you know we're watching two we're watching a group of witches come apart in the very beginning of the movie and then as the movie progresses they slowly come further and further together and then when you cut to the Sanderson sisters they're fully united in the very beginning and you start to see them drift apart especially when Sarah and Mary start finding out that they have powers and they're like holy crap we actually are worth something and then Winifred just starts being uh a little more mean and a little more uh, a little more abusive towards them and then they start drifting apart even so slightly to the point where Winifred casts a spell and then completely kills her sisters just by accident but you sort of see a group of witches spread up, uh, apart in the very beginning and coming together and you pair that with the Sanderson sisters who are together in the very beginning and, and are basically coming apart but do come together in the very end out of love and that's the thing that connects the two together I think that was a very potent and I think that was a very uh, beautiful message I thought so yeah, no, absolutely. For me, I think the ending did come together, and I had no problem with it. The only one issue is, I mean, I thought you saw this, Nancy, but did you see the post credit scene? Yeah, did you? Yeah, we talked about this. I thought you did, I don't because, think like... That, I don't think that yeah. means that they're going to bring them back, though. I really don't. I, think I feel like gonna, there's no hocus-pocus without the Sanderson sisters, though. Like, I feel like no one's going to be yeah. interested in a sequel without them. Like, let's be honest. I think <laughs> so, too. I feel that doesn't mean that they're not going to try, and I feel like, I don't know, I I don't know if they would come back. I personally think this is a good send-off. I don't want to see another one. I, I, I mean, I don't either. I think so, too. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm good with this one. Like, I'm just happy we got it and that it's as good as it is. Um, mm -hmm. 
and I, I had a feeling they were going to fucking set up another one. I was like, wait for the credit scene. There's going to be something. And then I, you see the black flame candle number two. And I'm like, Ugh, all right. Okay. Well, let's, yeah. like, let's see if they like try to bring them all back again. I'm, I'm sure they're going to wait and see how this one does with like viewing numbers, which I'm sure throughout October, it's going like, to go through the fucking roof. Oh. Uh, because between you know the original movie and the sequel, I'm sure it's going to do crazy good numbers on Disney+. Plus, But I really don't need another one. Like Nancy said, they're all getting older. You know, I mean, they had a great revival here, but like just bringing them back again, it's just it's going to feel repetitive. Like it's very hard to make this concept feel fresh, especially for a third movie. You know, they did something different enough here, but I just feel like I don't really want to see any more of the story anymore. Like I'm good. I got the closure I needed. We got Billy Butcherson closure. We got the Sanderson sisters closure. Um, I'm good. (laughs) Yeah, I'm good. However, I will say, uh, now that you brought up Billy Butcherson, I will say my one gripe with the movie is that the Billy Butcherson and the Gilbert scenes very felt very discombobulated from the rest of the story. Like, you could have lopped all that out and not lost anything, for me personally. Like, I felt like a lot of their scenes were extraneous, and it just kind of felt like, all right, we need to give Gilbert something to do, and... It, it just kind of felt long at points. Like that, that is my one gripe with the movie is that I don't think Gilbert had a great role in the very beginning where he's like, oh, hey, I'm a fanboy. I love the Sanderson sisters. They're just misunderstood. And then you find out, oh, no, no. They, but but I do love the fact that when uh, Billy Butcherson is getting like the curse thrown on him and stuff like that, and then all of a sudden he's like, you know, they're going to kill you right after you're done. He's like, wait, are, are they going to kill me after I'm done? And then they try to do it anyway. So it's like, yeah, I, I, I kind of felt like they could have looped in Gilbert a little better into the story. And Billy, while he was great as usual, we had talked about this, Nancy, but you had said that this was that, that it kind of felt that Billy was was a little was more. He sounded different. like a chimney sweep. Yeah, he sounded a lot different. It's like, this I'm movie. Billy Butcherson. Like it was just <laughs> and like the old timey talk. It just and I know he did, he only had like one or two lines in the original because his mouth was sewn shut for most of it. But it, mm-hmm. the one or two lines he did deliver, it didn't sound like he had that hardcore of an accent. So it just sounded, I don't know, for some reason it just sounded way off to me. I still I don't think my why. favorite line in the movie is when Gilbert goes to dig him up and he like uses the shovel and he's like, that's not six feet under. I love but, that. But, but, but I do love the explanation where he's like, listen, I just, I just went straight to bed and there was no curse or anything like that. I've been awake for 30 years. I was like, uh, I like that. I do like that. He wasn't dead mm-hmm. at the end of the first one. He's just yep. going to bed. I thought that was great. <laughs> yep. Love it. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I think we're all kind of in agreement. It's like, I feel like this is, you know, a sequel we don't really need a third one to. Obviously, you know why they want to set up another one in case this one's super successful, but I think we're good. But now we got to move on to something a little bit more dark, a little bit more scary. And that is... Listen, what? we should have what? flipped these. You Did you not learn your lesson when we went to see these movies? We should have talked about this one first. and then <laughs> Why? Because now I want to have nightmares because we're oh. ending on this note. Well, now you'll feel my pain for when scary. I saw this right after seeing Bros, where I made the tragic <laughs> error of seeing Bros first and then uh, seeing Smile and had very had a lot of trouble sleeping <laughs> that night. But let's talk about Smile. Let's talk about the horror hit that just came out this past weekend, which did really well at the box office, is getting really good reviews. Uh, you know, 2022 has actually been a really solid year for horror, surprisingly, with some really good releases. 
things. So let's talk about Smile. Just, we'll talk generally first, of course, like uh, of what we thought about the movie, and then we'll dive into some spoilers. But Andres, what did you think of Smile? I think you saw it today, right? So it's pretty fresh in your mind. Yeah, me and Nancy both saw it today. Uh, oh, different, okay. different, different places, but yeah. Um, Thank you, know you for what? that. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no, we didn't see it. No, together. we didn't see it together. Okay, we saw it separate. We're not clear. that close. We're not that close. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! I was just saying because because if because because if only Nancy could see my reaction to this, this would have been a movie all in itself. But you know what, Tom? Um, I, again, you never go first. Why don't you ever go first? Because I I don't know. I just I feel like being cordial. I don't know. He's steering the ship. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to right. steer the ship, okay? <laughs> okay. Well, I'll go second. We'll shake things up. I'll go second. You go, okay. and then I'll go, if that makes you feel we'll better. Shake. Oh, goodness. All right. <laughs> sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, but I'm working with go, you. Jesus you didn't want to go first. Uh, I think that's that what's really the big right. issue here. I'm trying to work with you, and you're giving me right, toed. You're go, giving me toed. I'm giving you so much toed. So right, much toed. Real quick, I'll sum up my thoughts to it. I think it took every single cliche from from movies that have worked a lot better, a whole bunch of A24 movies. It took bits of The Babadook. It took bits of uh, It Follows. And ultimately, for me, that would have been okay had this not been scare, like, like jump scare central. Like, some of the scares in this movie don't necessarily work for me because it doesn't bring in on... It, it's not established on the sense of, like, slowly building and pacing, slowly building and pacing. Sometimes the scares just happen audibly, and that's the one thing I don't like about horror movies is when you're only scaring me with the audio and you're not doing anything else to sort of complement that. And for me... I think the only one thing that's holding this together is the performance from the lead actress who plays Rose. But Susie Bacon. Yeah, Susie Kevin, Bacon. There Kevin you go. Bacon's daughter. Oh, oh really? Yeah, Did not yeah. Know that. yeah. It was a fun fact I learned over the weekend. That is Kevin oh, Bacon and Kira fact. Sedgwick's daughter. So Oh crank wow, that I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. There you go. But, not many not many bacons out there, so that makes sense. Yeah, I was I was thinking to myself, I was like, I should have yeah. known. There's not a ton of bacons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I mean, but I will say she was spectacular in the role. Yeah. Uh, but but my problems all came with the direction. It came with the script. It came with the execution. It was not Susie Bacon's fault in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> and ultimately, I think <laughs> whatever you should give her a different uh, yeah, name. Su- Susan, Susan, Susie, it's whatever Sozy. it is. Sozy. Okay, Susie. All right, Sozy. Mrs. Bacon. How's that, I mean, Miss Bacon? I'm she's say not. I don't think she's married. <laughs> I, that's why I said Miss. I corrected myself. You said Miss. Anyway, I, I said Misses, and Kevin. then I said it again. I'm going to say that's Kevin Bacon's fault because Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Because Sozy. Yeah. No. So. But anyway, yeah. but anyway, to wrap it up, I thought I thought it was a movie that overall just overall it really didn't come together. I had a lot of problems with it from a moralistic standpoint in terms of mental health and in terms of what how we view mental health in this country in particular that I just couldn't get on board with it and it felt like it was a movie that the critics were going to love I just didn't like it I wasn't on board with it I really wanted to love it but ultimately at the end of the day it didn't work it's it, it, I, I like what are we rating it again um What's the rating system that we're going on? So we didn't at least even you guys... rate Hocus Pocus. Oh yeah, we didn't even rate <laughs> yeah. Hocus Pocus. So... Drop the ball on that. <laughs> yeah, it's so... whatever you want it to be. Yeah, this man. is like whose yeah. line, anyways? 
so, the points so, don't matter, and neither does the scoring system. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, like Hocus Pocus, I would say that is a full price movie. That is a movie I would have I would have gone to go see in the theater, and I would have recommended. This is mm-hmm. a very low rental at best. I I personally did not like. A lot of the stuff that they had to offer, I thought it was all cheap scares. I thought the only thing that was holding it together was the lead. But in terms of everything, like the circumstances, the script, just the the, the execution of some of the scares where it's like, you can't tell me that, that you're going to sit in this movie and you're not going to jump because of the audio or because of the hard cuts. And I feel that those are cheap ways to get scares. This movie succeeded this weekend. We will not be talking about this movie in a year from now. Not in the same way that we're we're talking about Barbarian, or we're talking about some of the other horror films that came out this year. To me, this is just a one-and-done thing. It's a it's a movie of the week at best. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Nancy? There you go. I have to follow that. Yeah, um, that's, see that's why falls. I was trying to that's why I was trying to let you guys go first. And oh look, he's giving me two. You don't look, have to look. Like it. <laughs> what you're scared? You were scared to you share your opinion? To- I say, you don't have to pass the buck when yeah. you don't like a movie. Yeah. It's fine. If we first. like something and you don't, Talk or like shit. vice versa, we don't care. Like everyone Talk you, you shit have... about that movie. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. There you go. Unless it's like Willow, then shut the fuck up. Because that movie's amazing. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Um, no, I'm kind of on the same page as you, Andres. Um, I thought it was a really good movie. Um, but it was predictable, and I feel like in the middle of it, there was a lull for me where I started getting a little bit bored. It's like, okay, let's, uh, let's figure this thing out here. Um, it definitely felt predictable because it felt very similar to The Ring, uh, which, yeah. again, just spoilers, we can, we can talk about that. But uh, mm-hmm. to me, that's just what I kept thinking of. Um, but it was creepy as all fuck, and... That is what got me. I know what you're talking about, though. There were moments where even just, like, her opening the fucking cat food scared me. Just because it was so close. I was like, ah! And <laughs> just jump scares galore. Um, so I did feel like it leaned on that a little bit too much. But overall, I thought it was a pretty good movie. Um, yeah, not one that I probably will, like, go running and recommend to everyone. But if you're up for a horror movie this weekend or... Not something to watch on Halloween. I think it's a fine movie to go see. So I would say if we have to rate it, I'm gonna give it a, <laughs> give it two and a half out of four shot glasses. How about that? Okay, that's I think that's decent. Two, two and a half shot glasses out of four. That's that's like two and three quarters. Were, How about two, that? Yeah, I, I thought you were gonna go a little higher than that. I'm at a one. <laughs> because, because Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just realized I said I was going to go second, and I still let Nancy go. <laughs> yeah, I think I jumped right in there. I think I was like, I "Whatever, know. I'm going." It's fine. Yeah, it's, it's fine. fine. But um, yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed the movie. Uh, I thought it was the kind of horror movie that I really like in terms of I like a horror movie that gets in my head, that has a very creepy atmosphere, has some thoughtful direction. I know you didn't like the direction, Andres, but I actually thought it was very interesting, and I liked what he was doing with the camera. I liked the slow builds to certain jump scares. I liked the fact that a lot of the jump scares in this movie worked for me because I thought they were effective in showcasing like her descent into madness and how this entity is kind of fucking with her before it really like you know takes hold of her basically. 
Um, and I thought that, you know, those transitional kind of jump scares, I guess we'll call them, where like, you know, it's a sound effect or maybe it's a, you know, a sound design thing. Sometimes that worked for me and sometimes it was repetitive and annoying. But there were some times where like there was a bit of the movie where it was very kind of like calm, nothing crazy was really happening. And then it would hit you with that to remind you, no, you're watching a fucking horror movie and we're going to play with you. And it felt like he was kind of toying with the the audience, Parker Finn, who this is his like directorial debut. Um, and I feels really like a directorial debut. <laughs> All right, you had your time, buddy. <laughs> but uh, I really got a lot of fun out of this one. I mean, it kind of it definitely got under my skin. I thought that it definitely borrows from other horror movies, but I thought that it kind of does its own spin in a way where it felt refreshing enough for me. And I thought, especially the third act of this movie was when it really won me over because it built up a great creepy atmosphere. I like the mythology it was building, you know, with like what was going on with our main character and what was happening to other people who were facing something similar. But the third act did a great job playing with my expectations in terms of like what's happening, what's not happening. Uh, and ultimately like where, where the climax went, I really, really enjoyed because it kind of messed with my head the way it messed with the main character's head. So I enjoyed that, but let's jump into some spoilers here. You know, let's, let's jump into what we liked, what we didn't like. So like, what were some, some of your, I mean, Audrey, if you have to pick things that you actually liked in the movie, if you had to cherry pick, I know there's probably not much for you, but was there anything you really liked in this movie besides the main performance? Don't say no. There had to there be, has something to be something that you liked. There's no way. No, Susan Bacon was was the only thing I liked. Susan Bacon. <laughs> what was her go. name? You fucking changing? What, what's her name again? What's her name? Rose. It's Sozy. Like Sozy. Okay, okay. Where, Listen, where did I've Susan seen, come from? I, I, I've, I've seen so many cuts of this movie where her name is Rose, okay? That's all I know her as, Rose, okay? Call her Rose, then. She's had, in the course right. of this video, in this podcast episode, she's had like three to four Susie. different names. <laughs> Susie, Sozie, Su- uh, Susan, what are the ones? Sozo. Uh, we'll, we'll come up with more. Mrs. Bacon. <laughs> oh, my <Mrs>. God. <laughs> but, Jesus. But for me, ultimately, it is the character. It is the character of Rose that sort of holds this together. And I bought the performance all the way through, and she acted her ass off. And this is definitely a star-making movie for her. I think this is the thing that that people are going to be like, well. This was her debut. I don't think this is her pinnacle, if that makes sense. I think we're going to see something better from her later on down the line with a more competent, competently written and directed movie. So there you go. Okay, so the performance was the only thing he liked. Nancy, how about you? What did you like about this movie? Let's shake uh, things up. <laughs> I think, to, which is interesting, Audrey, that you said you didn't like the mental health aspects of this. I actually did. Yeah, like I actually like that because stuff. I. I feel the way they handled it, especially the line at the end where I think it was the entity itself said, like, you can't escape your own mind. And I feel like that was a perfect metaphor for mental health where, you know, other maybe physical uh, illnesses or ailments or whatever you want to call them, you Mm -hmm. are, it is more visibly seen by other people. It is, uh, is something that is... I want to say maybe easier to kind of heal from. You have a broken bone, you put it in a cast, it's done. Whereas with your mind, it's you you don't have a chance to rest your mind a lot of times. And even walking away or moving away from mental health, a uh, mental health illness. If you have a job that's really stressful, or you have something that's really stressful, you can't rest your mind. Or sometimes it's hard to rest your mind. Whereas like your body is physically uh, drained, you can rest by sleeping or whatever it may be 
And so I thought that was a really good metaphor of just like it is hard to escape that in in a lot of ways. And her going back to her past, uh, lit- quite literally, um, and yeah. kind of facing that, I thought was a really good uh, good metaphor as well. Um, also, the, I think just in general, the creepy el- uh, elements in the end, where I, we're in spoilers now, so. Uh, when she fucking climbs into her mouth, Whew. I was like, what the fuck is happening? I thought happening? the entity that's itself so was fucking gross. wild. Oh, and creepy. Oh, it was so creepy. Yeah. And that's the thing is that things that creep me out, uh, monsters, not so much. But when you give me a creepy doll, a little creepy kid, something with a creepy smile, like that shit fucks me up. So I feel like someone crawled into my brain and was like, uh, what's gonna creep Nancy out the most? Oh, I know, someone just standing there with a creepy ass smile. Like that shit gets me. Not mm-hmm. like jumping out or stuff like that. It's those little like subtle moments. Um, so I feel just overall, it was just like really creepy and weird, and and I I like that about it. Obviously, because it's a horror movie, you want to go in being scared essentially. So mm-hmm. all that stuff I did like. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I mean, to, to, sorry, it. real quick, but I have to address this because Nancy brought it up with the whole mental illness thing. I think in the third act, it definitely comes together a little better. But for me, my ultimate problem with this and as someone who it's it's hard enough for anybody to come out and get help for any of this stuff, whereas this movie very much establishes that. You know, it establishes that she has her stuff together and that she is a pretty hard worker. She dealt with one thing of trauma in her childhood, but the moment she has one crack, all of a sudden the entire world just looks at her as like, oh my God, you're as crazy as your mom was. And to me, that's just one of those things that it sort of builds upon that stigma of why people don't come out and why people don't seek help or why they don't express how they're feeling because of stuff like this, where it's like, oh, you know what? If you say one thing, automatically people are going to think you're crazy. And this is before all the crazy shit happens later on down the line with the cat and with everything else, like especially with her fiance. God. So real quick tangent. Anybody who has seen the boys knows how much I hate a train. I'm like, fucking a train. Why? <laughs> yeah. I think I Tom's mean, the only I, one that gets it. Yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah. <laughs> I did it. Yeah. I didn't take it as one thing went wrong. And then everyone was treating her as if she was, her mom i took it as like you just witnessed someone slashing through her throat in front of you and we know that you're a hard worker and you kind of just act like okay it's fine and it's fine and it's fine because that's kind of been her coping mechanism for you know getting through her trauma but all these experts around her are saying like hey you really need to take time to process this even though you're saying you're fine you may not actually be okay and it, it's okay to take time. And so that's what I yeah. took away from it in terms of mental health. And in, in terms of that, I was just like, it's okay to not be okay and go take some time to take care yeah. of yourself. Now her fiance, yeah. on the other hand, he He's was an asshole about it. Oh and yeah, was, such a piece of shit. When he was like, <laughs> you didn't expect me to, to Google this and, and like know what I'm getting No, into. he was gaslighting like, her hardcore. Oh yeah. God, Hard, such a hardcore. gaslight, yeah. And I feel like that was an important piece to put in. It was like, this is what some people do, and this is why it's not okay. Mm. And ultimately, that's why she was like, fuck off, you. And then, you know, they went their separate ways. I think, yeah. So, yeah, he was an asshole. But I think the other stuff, that's kind of my takeaway from it. 
he he was such an asshole and like honestly if he had been around the picture a little while longer like the the big scene with the cat was one of those where where like that was a great fucking scene i'm sorry that, that was a that was great scene. About that. Yeah, yeah. no 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 that that was good but the one thing that i did not like about it was that the entity just showed up and started speaking to her right there that the, the other problem with the film for me is the the rules with the entity all right i feel that with the more successful characters that we've gotten in the past freddy krueger um samar morgan in in the ring um the 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 entity in it follows is that there was a set of rules in place that no matter for freddy no matter what happened you had to fall asleep and it was sort of a guessing game in terms of whether or not a character was awake or asleep the other thing with the ring was you had seven days and samara is coming after you she's not gonna she's not gonna freaking just torture you to death or anything like that and then the other thing too was um for the creature and it follows it 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 will follow you until it comes after you and catches up so you're constantly eyeing people in the background and doing all this other stuff whereas with this it just felt like it was a combination of all that and it was like oh it can get you anywhere and you can't trust anything There, there was no footing in this film to build the scare when it is hap- when it is constantly happening and it doesn't feel earned and it doesn't feel it, it doesn't feel earned or it doesn't feel like it built up to something it just feels like it just happened like that was my ultimate problem with the scares was that there wasn't like we're talking about all these sequences we're not talking about a moment where we're like oh my god they really built this up really well like the cat scene didn't involve the entity all that much until the finale until the the end of that sequence but for me it just kind of felt like it was all the wrong lessons we took about all the classic characters in previous films so that is ultimately my problem I think the only thing that did bother me one of those was uh, the days, but I can see how they wouldn't want to do that because that is very close to the ring. Of yeah, it was getting very close to days. ring territory. Um, oh, no, it was, it was already the, there. Seven days. The same, <laughs> no, but she, he, she asked him how long until, like, how many days in between did these happen? Yeah, like it was kind and of different. He said, oh, as early as four days, but, like, as long as, like, a week or so. And I was like, mm, that's kind of like a, a wide range there to know yeah. when she's going to die. So no, but that I mean, was my only problem. So you like can speaking, get a lot done in three more days. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. like, uh, like speaking to Andres' point about, like, there was no established rules. I mean, I felt like when they were building the mythology, it seemed pretty clear to me that, like, this thing just likes to fuck with you for, like... three or four days and then come after you so like i didn't have a problem with the entity showing up there randomly to kind of mess with her and then it was capitalized by that great jump scare before she falls back into the table which i thought was great and then kind of having it happen again when she goes to like kill that patient in order to kind of transfer the entity where apparently that was all (laughs) in her mind which i thought was an incredible scene too because it made me feel like I was kind of in her mind feeling what she was going through and it was really effective, especially when you see, you know, she's stabbing this guy and then he starts laughing and then he turns around and then Cal Penn is like ripping his face <laughs> off. I was like, that's seared into my memory. I was like, there we go. And then, you know, there's another jump scare like right after that when he's like checking up on her in the car and then like she sees the face of the guy. Like, I like that this entity was just kind of messing with her yeah. mind. Oh and my it, God, I, we didn't even talk about the sister. That and, one oh, fucked me up. Oh, that well, that one was, I saw in the trailers, so I kind of like I saw that one I coming. Didn't oh. that. I didn't yeah, see that. I didn't see it with the swinging the head. Yeah, I yes, wish they that. didn't. Get, I wish they they didn't give that away in the trailers because that would have been an oh incredible God. scare in the theater. Oh yeah, it was mm-hmm. for me. 
Yeah. I didn't yeah. see that in the trailer. Yeah, because like if I hadn't seen that and that happened, I would have lost my shit. Like I probably would have just been like, "All right, I'm out. <laughs> I'm good." Maybe, I'm good. May- maybe I don't know why, but maybe it's just because some of the imagery really didn't bother me all that much. Well, and keep in mind, I grew up watching Hellraiser, and Hellraiser yeah, you, has you some of the more. Watching a lot of uh, crazy fucking movies. <laughs> yeah, and, and but 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 that's ultimately another key thing that leads into this. This is borrowing imagery from another movie. I've seen seen someone get skinned alive in in freaking hellraiser back in the 80s i've seen it done better more effectively and then this just felt like a regurgitation of certain things the only one like even by the very end when she's getting chased by the the lanky um entity being her mom that felt like it was watching barbarian again it felt like i was seeing a remnant of that granted they probably weren't copying or anything like that but it still felt like it still felt like i'd seen it before i'm sorry but even if even if they didn't intend to do it or even if or even if um or even if it's just a happy coincidence or whatever it is it still feels like old hat to me by this point that's weird that didn't remind me of barbarian at all like that yeah, didn't feel... I, I got a different vibe from it mm, i don't know okay. i was thinking of the the weird uh what the fuck is he the weird like shadow one in conjuring 2 Oh yeah, oh, that's the, what the, I. The, yeah. the thin man, yeah, yeah, yeah reminded yeah. me of that too. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, but then the face. With, oh, I don't even want to think about it. It's oh, scary. the smiles within the smiles. <laughs> yeah, that was that was crazy. Dude. I don't like it. No, but I also love the fact that that ending scene was also in her head because when he when she goes to her like ex husband who's the cops like apartment, I was like, okay, wait yes. for it. She's gonna like see something in the apartment and it's gonna scare the shit out of me. Literally, I'm looking at my watch. I'm like, all right, we're in like the last ten minutes of the movie, but I'm like, I feel like there's a fucking jump scare coming. And I can't feel safe. I can't feel comfortable. And then you mm-hmm. realize that that's also in her head. I'm like, damn. I was like, another good time where the movie is really making me feel like I'm in her state of mind where like i don't know what to trust i don't know what's real what's not real and i think that played into the whole you know mental health or mental illness aspect of it which i thought was really interesting was that like can you trust your mind you know especially when you're suffering from that which i thought was really potent and i was like wow that's a really interesting way of making me feel like i'm in that person she was feeling that and it's also an effective like horror movie tactic which i really enjoyed too so i thought it was kind of like a best of both worlds thing where i liked having my expectations played with like that to make me feel so uneasy so i like that yeah Yeah, and even to go on your point as well, it's like, okay, you can't trust your mind, but you also can't trust the people around you unless you provide hard evidence, which is like, uh, I, I, again, again, I, I, I have a, I have a few gripes with this movie, but you know, it is what it is. But I was, what was the other thing I wanted to say? Oh, yeah, when she finds out, like, the therapist isn't actually in her apartment with her and, like, uh, it's actually just the entity fucking with her again. I thought one of the creepiest visuals in the movie is when, you know, the entity is, like, smiling and, like, pins her against the wall. You see just drool coming from her mouth. I thought that was really effective. I was like, that's oh, yeah. cool. That's cool. Oh, yeah. And and then and then as as that is all happening, for some reason, it just cuts to another scene. Yeah, that I don't know why, weird. but... That that yeah. was very weird. I mean, yeah. I mean, again, I, I wanted. I was like, oh, that is that is a great way to set up the scare, and then you just cut it. It's like it's like delivering a joke without delivering the the what is called the punchline of where she is in that moment. Mm-hmm. So, 
again. There are also uh, a lot of like. I really wanted to down. love this movie, guys. I love horror. I know. I love it's, horror it's movies. It's, it's okay, Andres. It's okay that you didn't like it. It's okay. You're in a safe <laughs> yeah. space. There were there were also a lot of upside down shots, which was funny. Well, yeah, that was a little like, bit on the nose. That was a little yeah. bit on the nose. <laughs> well, <laughs> how many like, how many smiles cool. can you see? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I I mean like. Like, at first it looked cool. Like, when you see, like, a shot upside down and it goes into it. Like, I was like, oh, that's cool. And mm-hmm. then we got, like, five of them. And I was like, yeah. okay. It's we, like, okay, we're, we're good we, we, we get it. We understand. We understand. Like, you though, are... Obviously, I get it. That's, that, I'm glad, yeah, though, that it wasn't, like, every time someone, like, slices a smile into their face. That it's yeah. really a different horrific crime every single yeah. time. Or murder every time. Where it's not just, like, the same. Because yeah. I was like, hey, are they all just going to make them, like, smile? Because that would be kind of cliche. Like, we've kind of been there, done that. But the fact that, like, this entity just makes people kill themselves in, like, horrible ways that are all different. I was like, that's even more terrifying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, I thought, like, at the end, like, this guy knows. Like, she told him what was going to happen. But he also, knows. it's her. It's his ex-wife who he still loves. So that kind of blinds it, you. What was it? His but ex-wife. No, I, was like, I, I just yeah. But, but or my like ex-fiance. Like, I don't know. Something they, they used to be together. Something. Yeah, they used to be together. I I I know but that they used to be was, together. But yeah, go. But, so it made but, sense but, that he broke into the place to like help her. Yes, but you know what she's about to do. And you know what she said happens when you Yeah, that, that, you know how many it. times that's happened in horror movies where they're like, don't I come know. in here, don't come in. They always come in. <laughs> no, but I was like, no, but in my head I was like, you know what's about to happen. Close your eyes. Run out of there. Something. If you don't see it, maybe you'll, you'll be safe. Or what happens if he like knocked the, like, the matches out of her hand and was like, oh, sorry. Don't have anything I was expecting that was going to happen. That immediately she was going to smile at him and then he was just going to, and then she, like, she, he saw the kerosene and he saw that she had the box of matches and yet he just stood there for over a minute not doing anything. This right. is my. I don't know if it was over a minute, but yes, long enough to, long, <laughs> long enough, enough to make her it long enough to do something. Long enough to make me think you know what you could yeah. you could tackle her right now and stop it yeah. i mean Wait. i'm not really mad that he didn't do it i'm just more curious of like what would happen if he did stop her like would it end there would it she just like figure out a way eventually she'd probably just know. keep trying to kill herself yeah no no or, or like or like what if it's like a final destination thing where the only way you could affect it or the only way you could pass it on is if you either commit the violence yourself or if somebody stops it from happening or if someone actively intervenes because all the other previous cases never showed anyone intervening it was just someone just being like just someone just being a passive a passive person and just watching it like i thought yeah. they were going to introduce the fact that oh he stops her and then she snaps out of it and then inadvertently she's passed it on to him i thought yeah. that would have been a great way to to sort of keep it going i think but yeah i mean i, I didn't really well, have an issue with the fact that like she ended up killing herself and then he became the next victim or whatever like i was fine with the way that was handled i didn't really have a problem because i feel like if they did the whole he stops her then it would kind of break the lore of how this thing needs to kill the ho- whatever host that he's in and have a witness like the, it, it's like you need to have a witness in order to like mm-hmm. go to the next thing so uh, for me it, would, it wouldn't have made sense it would have been like okay then what is the lore like what rules like you said are we establishing if we're not going to stick to this because now i'm confused i would have been way more confused that that was how that happened 
don't know. I, I think I think the rules are uh, let's just get every single cliche that we possibly can do and let's line them all up and throw them in the blender. Uh, okay, 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 guy. <laughs> Uh, if I was to give it a rating, I would probably give this one. I, I really enjoyed it. Like as a, like a, <laughs> someone, I just I just had a good time. With it. I don't even need to give. It, I didn't give the other one a rating. I just enjoyed the movie. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And again, I would never if, watch if, it again because it's the kind of horror movie that like just freaked me out, and I just don't want to relive that. So I'm good. <laughs> yeah. No. For for for. Yeah, no, and, and, and again, I, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. I'm just one of those people that when I really don't like something, I can I can tell you exactly why. And as a huge horror fan, this one let me down. And it's it's one of those where I wouldn't be as passionate about it if I didn't see so much potential in the concept or so much potential in what they could have done. The, the whole fact that they sort of dropped the ball for me speaks even more to what the concept of the movie was and how good it could have turned out and how much I wanted it to be good. So there I you feel go. like you're like like once you have steak you can't have a hamburger. Like that's you know what I mean? Like it feels like once you've seen prime <laughs> horror then like if you see like horror then you're like meh it's like like, no, 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 no. Listen, Friday the Thirteenth is my favorite horror franchise. Have you seen how much of, how much of a burger that is? <laughs> but mm, I don't know. I, 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 I feel like I'm not understanding that. this food I, metaphor. Once <laughs> <laughs> you see like, something that's really good, then it's hard to yeah, I feel like appreciate I, I, something. I'm that's picking like, up what you're putting down. Not, you know what I, I mean? I, I I know I know, but for for like I know what, what you're or probably saying words, is that. Because I've seen you've it. seen so much horror, it's hard to like something that's maybe not as like not classic, but it doesn't it doesn't hold a candle to those classics. Yeah. Because uh, and it's I think seen so much. Yeah, I think like the key difference Plus between it also borrows the, a lot of elements. Yeah. yeah. I would say like one of the and key differences to, between yourself and probably Nancy and I is you've probably seen way more horror movies than we have, you know, yeah. where like you're like, okay, well, this is cherry picking from this and that. And like sometimes for us, like maybe we don't see those references because maybe we haven't seen those movies or maybe it just doesn't hit us right away where we're just maybe just like, okay, well, this feels more original to us. So like, I get it. Yeah, I, I definitely no, get absolutely. it. And, and, that, and, that, and that's why I want to establish a little more is that, you know, yeah. I... I I've seen so much more of this and you know for me it let me down but it worked for you guys and for yeah. the rest of America it worked so there you go I'm probably in the minority again on this but it's all good I think it's also so hard to like I mean obviously you can do it because movies like Barbarian and uh, Black Phone have come out and we've seen it's possible but I think for a new director coming out it probably is hard to come up with such a new original yeah, idea considering not what's been done already and yeah. also, too, when you come out with your first movie, like, don't try and reinvent the wheel. I feel like that rarely works in the case of, you know, I think, Bar was that his first? No. Yeah, that, that was his, his first, first movie, Barbarian. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. This is his first um, movie. I feel like that's rare where you can come out and try and reinvent the wheel that actually works. When you're just starting out, mm -hmm. I feel like when you try and do that, it typically bombs horribly. So I can definitely yeah. see why he probably would pull from horror elements. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like we, you have two recommendations and one not for me. And, you know, maybe you shouldn't watch it. So, uh, but, you know, let us know in the comments what you think of all these things. What do you think of Wolverine being in Deadpool 3? Let us know what you think of the Nosferatu casting news. Let us know what you think of Hocus Pocus 2. And, of course, let us know what you think of Smile if you have seen it, if you have seen Hocus Pocus. Um, let us know what you think of all these things in the comment section below. We read all the comments. We love the comments. So definitely leave some comments for us below. But before we go, as per usual, where can these fine people who are either watching our podcast episode or listening to it, where can they find you on the interwebs? Let's start with Andres. Yeah, that's right. I'm starting with you this time. You can find me on Twitter at Galagos209. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook as Galagos. You can also find me on Twitter as Galagos. And uh, we're still doing some stuff for High Voltage Media. We are currently prepping our next uh, video, which I will let you know as soon as we have that. But we did put out a video review for the Rockstar horror classic uh, Manhunt. And that's up on High Voltage Media on YouTube. And uh, that's pretty much where you can find me. Um, that's pretty much about it, guys. <laughs> okay. Wow, that was very like softly spoken for you. Usually, you're a little bit more yeah. energized. A little bit disappointed this week. A little bit disappointed. No, um, but you, 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 but you was, can uh, thank Smile for that one. <laughs> <laughs> it took all your energy out of you. <laughs> Nancy, how about you? Where can okay. the people find you? Uh, you can find me at pl underscore bandaid on Twitter and Instagram. And for now, that's about it because I'm too tired to do anything else. Beautiful. There you go. Uh, and We're you can find tired. me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Chattelbash. You can find me on Facebook and YouTube at Chattelbash Reviews. And of course, you can find me here on the Film on Tap podcast every other week. And until next time, everybody, thank you for listening or watching to this or watching to this or watching this new episode. We appreciate it. We always appreciate it. And thank you for tuning into Film on Tap, where we've got the tap that never runs out. We'll see you next time, guys.